Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm so glad that you're tuned in to Calvary Live. So blessed to be with you. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley here in northern Colorado with you as we start a new work week. And I pray that you're doing well on this Monday. It is uh, September the 19th. It seems like September's going by so fast, but I pray that you would consider um, giving us a call uh, here on Calvary Live. You just heard the number. It's 303-690-3000. That is the call-in number. I'll repeat that number throughout the program, but would encourage you to put it into your contacts. So you can just pull up Calvary Live. You can uh, pull up the call-in number, or you can also get a hold of us to ask your questions or to give your prayer requests through a dedicated text line. And that number is different. It's for texting only, 720-336-0897. And as time permits, we will go to the text line to take your questions and your prayer requests. And as I always say, that be careful when you're texting. Just make sure you're in a safe place and you're not driving or anything. Um, And we do have the call-in number again, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number for you to call in, and we'd love to talk to you. want to welcome all those who are tuned in today on this beautiful day here in Colorado. still feels like summer. The official end to summer is coming here in just uh, a day or two, and then we head into the official season of fall, and uh, pray that you're doing well. Uh, pray that uh, the Lord is just continuing to show himself strong on your behalf, but maybe you just need prayer. Maybe you feel a little weak. Uh, maybe your heart fails you. You need prayer. I want to read to you from Psalm 73. I was just reading this right before we went on the air. But um, the psalmist writes, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon the earth that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. And this show that we want to be able to take you to his throne, throne of grace in our time of need, and he invites us to do that. So I'd love for you to call all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. And we want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in Colorado up in the southern Wyoming. Welcome on this Monday afternoon. Want to also welcome all those who are listening in live throughout the country on Radio by Grace and online listeners from the four corners of the country. You too can just give me a call anywhere in the country uh, where the number works, 303-690-3000, the call-in number, the text line 720-336-0897. Grab one of those open lines because sometimes as we go during the show, the lines can fill up quickly and I just want to be able to get to as many people as we can. As soon as the phone starts ringing, we'll go to the phone lines. But I also just want to give a shout out to those of you 
We're listening in on Hope FM, uh, Truth FM, the Higher Rock Radio. You, too, can call in at the numbers that I just gave to you. And you are a week delayed. It just simply means, as we have our conversation, uh, that you can w- listen to it a week later on your radio network. And so 303-690-3000, the call-in number, text line 720-336-0897 for you to text in a question or a prayer request. All open lines right now. Give me a call. Jeff Figs at Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado with you. I would like to start out with a prayer request. It's been a very difficult day for uh, those at the Weld County Sheriff's Office as uh, one of their deputies, jail deputies, was killed uh, last night uh, on her way to work uh, on her motorcycle. It was a tragic accident, and I know that the agency is very much uh, in grief right now, and uh, I just want to pray for them. I've, I've been a friend and a chaplain for the agency for 20 years, and I just want to say to Sheriff Reams and the rest of the agency, so sorry for your loss. It, it is very difficult when um, uh, an agency uh, of the law enforcement loses one of their own, uh, whether it's through a tragic accident or our Vada Police Department just laid to rest uh, one of their officers on Friday, Dylan Vakoff. And then also last month, El Paso County Sheriff's Office laid to rest online uh, death of Andrew Perry. And we're so sorry. Uh, all those agencies are in their listening area. And it just reminds me how it's so important that we pray for our peace officers, for our law enforcement, for our first responders. And um, and I just we just want to take a moment to do that. As Father, as, uh, we just pray for um, El Paso County Sheriff's Office, who had laid to rest one of their heroes, one of their own. Um, we pray for Andrew uh, Perry's family. Um, we also pray for Arvada Police Department that uh, laid to rest uh, one of their heroes um, who served their community so faithfully in our nation, in the military. And just pray for Dylan Vakoff and his family as well. And we just pray for Deputy Alexis Hine Nuts, who uh, from Well County, uh, who lost her life last night on her way to work. And Lord, we are th- grateful that uh, the work that they do in protecting our communities, in serving our, our communities and um, neighborhoods and making them safe, we know that your word declares very, very clearly that the work that they do is a good work and is an honorable work. And so, Lord, we just pray for your hand of protection to be upon them. We just pray for your comfort to come to those agencies and to Weld County. Uh, Lord, is they're grieving over the loss of of um, a family member because law enforcement is family. And I just pray for the first responders uh, also in our communities and our states and and all those who are listening all across the country, may we just support them and pray for them and, and give words of encouragement to them. But we just ask for your hand to be upon them during difficult times and during loss. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000, call in number, text line 720-336-0897. Please pray for your law enforcement um, uh personnel and peace officers and first responders um, 
they need our prayers and they need our support. And we need to remember that. And I know that there's a number of you that you've told me um, in our listening area that are um, police officers and, and in law enforcement that you listen to Grace FM, you listen to this program. And I just want to say thank you, those in the military. I know that we've gotten calls from those from Fort Carson and uh, in the military. We thank you for your service. We're just you're just thankful for the work that you do. So I just wanted to express that. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. Got a couple open lines. Give me a call. Love to pray with you, answer your questions. Let's talk about the things of the Lord today. Let's encourage one another, bless one another. In the meantime, let's go to Leslie in Denver. Leslie? Hi. You're on Calvary Live. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. Um, Yeah, so I had a question about Matthew 24, 9 through 13. Um, Mm -hmm. I heard it, it was actually, it was a part of a sermon that I listened to this weekend, and um, verse 13 specifically, it the pastor said that, um, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And he said that it's inferred that it's standing firm in love will be saved because the sentence before it says the love of most will grow cold. This made me question this whole 9 through 13, because when I have interpreted this in the past, um, I have always thought, okay, yeah, there's going to be false prophets. A lot of people who may not be true uh, born-again believers will fall away from the faith. Uh, People will stop loving each other. But then the way that he said that that's interpreted, it made me question whether he's talking about true born-again believers losing their faith um, and that their love is growing cold, not non-believers. Does that make sense? Well, I think I know where you're going with it. And in this Olivet Discourse, of course, uh, as the disciples come to Jesus and they begin to, you know, ask him, because the whole premise of it was Jesus was showing them the temple. The temple was magnificent there in Jerusalem. And um, another gospel account says that the disciples were saying, look at these ornate stones, these huge stones. And Jesus turns to them and says that, that the time's going to come when uh, not one stone will be left upon another. And as we, you know, read that, the disciples had to be floored. I mean, the the temple was one of the wonders of the world. He crosses the Kidron Valley, he goes up on the Mount of Olives, and they come to him, and they're equating the destruction of the temple to the end of the age. If this temple's going to be destroyed, it must be the end of the age. So they ask him, you know, tell us, when will this be? You know, what is the end of the age and what is the sign of your coming? And that's where Jesus begins to talk about um, the sign of the last days of his coming. So he talks about the birth pangs, right? All these are beginning of sorrows in verse 8. Earthquakes, um, you know, the pestilence, all these things, wars, rumors of wars. And then he goes into that section in verse 9 that they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you be hated by all nations, and then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. And, you know, false prophets will come on the scene. It's interesting that Jesus says that a number of times in this Olivet Discourse. But he who endures to the end shall be saved, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world as a witness to all the nations. 
then the end will come. So here Jesus is talking about that the gospel would go out to the whole world, and there's going to be persecution, there's going to be false prophets, there's going to be a general downgrade of society. You know, we're seeing the birth pangs of it right now, aren't we? We're seeing that it seems like there's more false teaching in the church than ever before, that lawlessness is abounding. We look around, and uh, we're already concerned about it. But as we know that Revelation chapter 14 tells us that there's going to be an angel that's going to fly around the whole earth during the tribulation period. He will preach the gospel to every single person. But as it talks about he who endures to the end, and Jesus talks about it also, you know, enduring. Don't be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of life, uh, but be watchful, be enduring. Um, that it's speaking about staying, you know, true to the gospel, um, staying true to what the Lord has to say. And um, and there are so many that get off on the false teachings and get off on, you know, where they depart from the faith or whatever it might be. But the thing is um, that Jesus here is talking about that, um, that, you know, that what we need to do is we need to endure and we need to continue on with him and to know that these things are going to come to pass. They're just a shadow of the things that are yet that are yet in the future that will be the culmination of all the birth pangs that will happen. So, um, you know, the gospel is going to be preached to all the world. Then the end is going to come. It's going to culminate to the second coming of Jesus Christ. So he's talking about the the time of the tribulation period and specifically when these things come to pass. And so if you were... Uh... Uh, if you, if your viewpoint was that the church is raptured after the tribulation, um, not pre-tribulation, would you mm-hmm. interpret that last sentence? Would you interpret those nine through thirteen differently? Because this pastor, I, I have always fallen under the pre-tribulation um, right. thought, um, and so this pastor. Uh, talked a little bit about that and said that he believes that the tribulation will occur first before the rapture and that right. he went through the different beliefs. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just, I just got like, I just wanted to double check and see, is this something I should be concerned about? Because he said, you know, in that last sentence, he said, he kind yeah. of turned it into that and you need to say you need to keep loving others and that's how you will endure to the end. Yeah, well it's more than loving others. I mean, you can love others. I mean, one of the the uh messages that we have in progressive churches is, you know, what brings salvation is we just love one another. You know, you get back to what the Bible has to say. The Bible says that salvation comes by what? Comes by faith yeah, believing in Jesus, faith in Jesus Christ, yeah. what he did on the cross. Yes, we are commanded that we are to love others. Um, and love is the greatest of the commandments, is what Paul would write. The the, com- the commandments, the law can be summed up in one word, is is love. But it's faith in Jesus Christ. And, and, you know, it's not what position that you teach on the rapture of the church that saves you. I personally believe that the church is going to be raptured before the tribulation period. And if you teach that the a post-tribulation rapture, 
then you're going to teach things differently. You're going to teach things, uh, interpret the scriptures differently. And I believe the church will be taken out of and away from the hour of tribulation. You know, that is the promise that Jesus gave to the church of Philadelphia. Even in this Olivet Discourse, he says that I come at a time that you least expect. There's, there's the doctrine of imminent return. And he says, I come at a time that you do not know. That does not fit in the tribulation period because there's so much going on when you read Revelations chapter 6 through 19. So I'm a firm believer and make a stance on the pre-tribulation. I, I believe that uh, even as the late Dr. Um, Heinsohn said, that when it comes to the aspect of the return of the Lord, there's two different aspects, just like in Jesus' first coming, um, there's his birth, his his ministry, his death, burial, resurrection, ascension. Well, when it comes to the, the return of the Lord, there's the rapture of the church, and then there's the second coming. And as you look at Scripture, you know that um, these are two separate events, I believe, that take place. And so Jesus talks about his imminent return, and we do know that there's going to be great deception that will come by the Antichrist, that there's going to be a false church in the tribulation period, um, you know, Jesus warns as you go through this that um, that there are those that, um, you know, uh, the days which cut short um, for the elect's sake, um, if it possible, even um, those of, you know, those of faith can be deceived. There's a lot of deception that's going on. So I think you are going to, those who can hold to a post-tribulation, not all, but some say that we have to go through that time of, you know, of testing. We have to go through that time, um, you know, where we endure, and the tribulation saints are going to have to endure during that time. Um, But the thing for you and I as Christians is, you know, I don't believe he's going to have his bride go through the tribulation period. I I don't buy into the argument that we have to be tested. No other generation of the church had to be tested in that way. But there is going to be these, you know— culmination of the birth pangs that will come, the love of many growing cold, um, false prophets that will deceive many. So he's saying you need to endure. It's going to be a difficult time, and the gospel will be preached to all the nations um, and to all the people, Revelation 14, 144,000, and Revelation 7, also the two witnesses in chapter 11. So if if somebody has a different view... um, and you said that that can make them interpret Scripture differently, is that somebody I should not listen to? That's that's something that you got to determine, and you to search the Scriptures. Um, personally, it would make a difference with me, because there's different reasons why, and there's been very good Bible teachers. Like, I remember um, when I was first a Christian, the Bible Answer Man um, with Dr. Walter Martin, brilliant man, just really helped me in my faith, but he had a post-tribulation view, and he didn't talk a whole lot about it. But I think that sometimes what it can happen is some have a post-tribulation view because they believe in a replacement theology. I'm not saying all of them, but some do. Some pastors do. They believe that the church is Israel, and so the, the church is going to go through the tribulation period. Well, that's going to affect the way that you you look at all the promises of the Old Testament that talk about Israel's going to be restored, 
and also what Paul says in Romans chapter 11, that in that day all of Israel will be saved. So it can affect in that way. Um, there's different views people have, why they have a post-tribulation um, you know, view, and they're very good Bible teachers. Uh, but for me, I, I, you know, you got to really kind of study, and I tell people what I teach, you need to kind of filter through. And what I teach, you know, you've got to search the scriptures yourself, and you're going to have to do the same thing. But, um, you know, I'm a firm believer in the pre-tribulation. That's what I'm going to set before my people as I teach them, and um, that you better be ready because he can come at any time. And I believe that it's um, something that needs to be taught in the church, and, and uh, but others have different views on it. Um, if I know that that Pastor Ed has mentioned that he has like a timeline of the end times and that he could email it to somebody if they wanted, is that something that you guys could email to me or should I email him? Well, you have to get a hold of him on his teachings, but I think it's I think his email is uh, edtaylor.org, O R G, I'm pretty sure. And if you emailed him, he reads all his email. He'll be happy to do that. We also, uh, Leslie, are finishing up the book of Daniel, and we're going through all of this and and just laying out the timeline of end-time prophecy. And uh, those studies may be helpful to you because Daniel really lays it out. And he also, in the book of Daniel, the real key to the book of Daniel is to know that uh, as he gives these prophecies concerning the different empires that will come on the scene, this revived Roman Empire, the Antichrist, that the church is hidden in the book of Daniel. And there's a gap that's there. But Daniel is focused on Israel. And I think it's important, particularly in chapter 9, the timeline that's given there, that there's still a seven-year period that God is dealing with Daniel's people, who are the Jews, and his holy city, which is Jerusalem. And so there's really good studies, but if he has a timeline written out, um, you can get that. There's there's timelines that um, as you get on, you can get on with Dr. Ed Heinsohn, um, Mark Hitchcock. These guys have all kinds of good sources on their websites um, that will help you in studying that. But I would encourage you to do that because I know I had to come to that conclusion. Is it post, pre, you know, is it pre-wrath? What is it? And and studying the scriptures, I'm more convinced that the Lord um, is going to come for the church uh, before the tribulation period. So yeah, and is um is your is it Calvary Church uh, Greeley? Is that the the app I should go to? You can go to Calvary Chapel Greeley G R E E L E Y dot org, and you can get on our archives. You can download the app, and all those teachings are on there. We've had people, a lot of people are, are online listening, has just really, um, really grown a lot in this study of Daniel. And uh, it's been, we've been in it since February, and we're going to conclude it this week. But um, it's a really good study. I know Pastor Ed has some great studies in Revelation, and he'd be happy to send anything, resources to you. Uh, but keep studying the Word. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks for calling, Leslie. If you got any more questions, call, okay? Okay, sounds good. Thanks. You bet. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 
800-242-0897. Jeff Figs with Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this day. Let's go to Maryland. Talk to George from Hartford County. George? Yes. Uh, hello. How are I, you? You're on I Calvary Live. Re- I have mm-hmm. prayer requests. Go ahead. For uh, smoking, I smoked two and a half packs a day. I've been smoking since I was 11. I'm 59 okay. now. And they they really have a stronghold on me. God's got me in a good place right now. Well, I'm living out of a car, but that's not hit, mm-hmm. that put me up in a place. But those cigarettes, they got a stronghold on me. I need prayer to go ahead and take that burden. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And, Father, I do pray for George. And, Lord, as he knows that the, the cigarettes are not healthy for him. Um, and nicotine is very much of an addiction. It's a powerful addiction. So he realizes there needs to be change. So I pray that you would help him to quit, that you would take the urges away, that he would be able to put those cigarettes aside, that he would get any help that would come along and help him in practical ways. But, Lord, that you would just heal him of this addiction, that you would just help him to quit the cigarettes, um, to, to not be smoking, and to know that, um, Lord, that he's going to feel better. He He's just going to be doing better. And so, Lord, I just pray for this healing upon him. Free him from the addiction of nicotine. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome, George. Be praying for you. All right. I'll see you show every evening. All right. 303-690-3000. The calling number, I believe we got all open lines right now. The text line 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. The Lord is our help. He's our help in time of need. He's our help when uh, we're struggling in the body, mentally, um, spiritually. He is our help, and He knows us, and He sees us, and He really cares about us. And so, um, love to hear from you if you need prayer. Um, the text line again. Let me give you that number is seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. So just want to follow up a little bit as we were talking about end time timeline um, is uh, the Bible talks a lot about it. And I believe that as Christians, we can have a good understanding to the timeline that is in the last days. And, and, uh, and, you know, to understand that um, the Lord has given us that timeline, not to trouble us, but to comfort us and to know that, um, that his word will come to pass and so a lot of people have been asking about those studies that I've done in Daniel, and you can pick it up again on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, and uh, the archive is there. We're going to finish one more week, and it's interesting that I want to encourage you. Then we're going to go to the phone lines because uh, we're about ready to go to break, and um, we are going to pick up the phone lines uh, as soon as we do. Grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000, call in number. But I want to remind you that um, we have a timeline in our life as well. And the Lord's going to bring everything to culmination, the end of mankind, the establish his kingdom. But the Lord desires for you, the most important entry in your timeline, we talked about this on Sunday, is, you know, we, we do timelines. The day we were born, when we graduated high school, the day that we got married, Maybe the dates of your children, your grandchildren, um, important things that happen in your life. But there's one more entry that will take place, and that is when your life comes to a culmination. And I pray that everyone who's listening 
that you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you are listening, and maybe this is for somebody that's just tuned in to Calvary Live, that Jesus Christ died for your sins, and he loves you, and he cares for you, and he cried from the cross, it is finished. And then he was put into a grave, and he rose again after three days. And he is the Son of God, and he is going to return, and he's going to establish his kingdom. But he went to the cross to die for you because of his love for you and took your sins upon himself. And the Bible says as we come in faith and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and believe he died for your sins and rose from the grave, you will be saved. The Bible says repent, turn direction, and turn to him. He is your Savior. He is your salvation. There's none other. So I pray that perhaps somebody who's listening, that you give your heart to the Lord, if that's you today, because 100 people born, 100 people die. So, hey, we'll be right back. 303-690-3000. Grab an open line. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley up here in Weld County in northern Colorado with you this afternoon. Usually I'm here hosting on Mondays and Tuesdays, and uh, we have started a new work week. I pray that you're doing well. I pray that you would consider giving us a call. We've got a couple open lines, plenty of time in the show. 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. So welcome, everyone, listening on Grace FM and online and Radio by Grace. You're listening live today. And then Hope and Truth FM, those radio networks, along with Higher Rock Radio, you are a week delayed, but you can call. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. Maybe you need prayer. I'd love to talk to you and pray with you and encourage you as we search the Scriptures. Um, I do want to remind you of the uh, those of you in the um, Colorado area and Grace FM, as you just heard the advertisement on the Refresh Conference next month, hosted by my good friend Ed Taylor of Calvary Church in Aurora. And it's a wonderful conference. And so consider going. Uh, if you serve in any capacity or you're interested in serving, um, it's like Pastor Ed said, these are the days to be serving. These are the days to really be uh, engaged in the things of the kingdom and serving the Lord. But they're also very difficult days to where it can be weary. And I think especially in the last uh, two years, three years during COVID and uh, what we're seeing going on around us in our culture and society it really wears on us, and um, and we need to be refreshed. So it's a conference for you to be refreshed, to be encouraged in in any way. So registered, um, it'd be hosted uh, again by Calvary Church in Aurora, October the sixth through the eighth. You can get online to calvaryco.church/refresh, and I know that you'll be tremendously blessed, and hope to see you there. The refresh conference at Calvary Church. In Aurora, let's go to Brent in Denver. Brent? Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Um, I just A scripture came to mind that uh, um, I believe it, it's written that, uh, pray you therefore that you may be accounted worthy to escape these things. I think you may have been talking about you know, the, the yeah. 70th week of Daniel. Um, yeah, 
And that's in Luke chapter 21, I believe. Yeah. Um, I uh, just want to tell you, I uh, had gone to several different churches. I was trying to find a church home that's pretty close to me. And uh, and I had this, you know, well, do you teach this and do you teach that and so forth and went to a couple of different churches and it just didn't didn't end up where I want wanted to go or where where I needed to go and and so I just finally said the prayer I said Lord why don't you just put me in the church you want me to go to and yeah, I found it prayer. and it's incredibly how loving this church is it's, I've been to a lot of different churches but this is probably the commitment and the it remind I guess this is what I would imagine a church in Philadelphia would be like yeah and uh, I'm so so happy. Um, Good. I'm also one that has just tend to backslide a ton. I told a friend of mine, I said, you know what, but I always come back. And mm-hmm. I jokingly say I backslid, and if I had a dollar for every time I backslid, and I could buy a mega church. Yeah. <clears throat> so this time I feel different. I feel a lot more committed. And I've heard some teachings on coming out of Egypt, and I think what a lot of people would like, and I think a lot of people do like that are not truly born again, but they do have a form of, of, uh, of religion or whatever you want to call it, is there are some that they would like to live in the flesh and also have salvation and kind of have one foot in both worlds. And some of the pre, some of the teachings I've heard recently uh, about uh, the analogies with uh, Israel, Israel, the nation of Israel, and um, mm-hmm. coming out of Egypt, yeah. and the parallels between Egypt. So I just I need prayer for for just to keep my 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 feet uh, to the fire, and and I think it did find a good body uh, of believers to to unite with, and so I'm very happy with, about that. Yeah, and you know certainly pray, and you said some important things, and I'm glad you found a church that's very loving. You know, you made a reference to um, what Luke has to say as he records Jesus, um, all of it discourse. And Jesus said, you know, you take heed to yourself. Don't get weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, cares of life, and that day come upon you unexpectedly. So there's always the the exhortation. There's always the um, encouragement and, and commandment that's given to us through the word to be watching. And you know, it may be that listeners are saying, well, you know, or I read this and I think, well, I'm not going to be carousing or I'm not going to be full of drunkenness, but the cares of life, Jesus said, and we all have cares of life. And even the cares of life can really begin to weigh us down to where we're not watching. And when Jesus says, watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy, people ask, you know, how do I become worthy? You become worthy by coming into faith in Jesus Christ because salvation is a gift. We need to always remember that. But the Lord desires for us to be watching, to move forward, like you said, in the days in which we were living in, to be a part of a church. And um, and that really is important, um, that a church is, is teaching the Word of God, but also teaching it in love. It reminds me the, of, you mentioned the Church of Philadelphia in Revelation chapter 3. You remember the first letter that um, Jesus wrote was to the Church of Ephesus. You remember that, and he is, com- that, is that he, the one in Revelations? Yeah, in Revelation chapter two, the seven letters to the seven churches, and in the Church of Ephesus, he said, "I know your works." 
I know that you stand on truth. You, you, you know, declare those who are false. You know, you hate the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He's commending them on the work that they do, the standing on truth, um, you know, standing on good doctrine. But he says, I have this against you, that you've left your first love. And that is such an incredible reminder to us that the church, yes, we want to stand on truth. We want to um, be one that we teach sound doctrine. That's a priority. That's of importance. But it needs to be done in an environment of love. And we don't want to leave our first love. I just pictured a church at Ephesus that they're so busy and they're doing this and, and all kinds of Bible studies and things are taking place, but there was no love. And Jesus says, I'll remove my lampstand if there's no love. And it's such a, a, a message for all of us who perhaps that maybe are getting weighed down with the cares of life or maybe just so focused on even ministry and doing things that we don't ever want to leave our first love. And Jesus will not be in a church where there is no love. And, of course, Jesus said, they will know you're my disciples for your love for one another. So, you know, I just want to pray for you and and keep watching and moving forward. And the Lord wants you to move forward in him. And the Lord wants you to to just look to him to where you're reaching towards the prize, the upward call of Christ Jesus, to run your race looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, and run not being hindered, weighed down with uh, sin and with carnality and all of that. As I pray, Lord, right now, I just pray for Brent. I just pray that you would just help him to live the life that you called him to live and to stay close and not to, to Lord, just be focusing on the backsliding, but focused on your deliverance and freedom because we have freedom in Christ. And fill him with your Holy Spirit to give him the power to live a life for you. And, Lord, for all of us, that we don't want to get weighed down with sin, carnality, um, with distractions, and just um, so busy in life that we're not moving forward in the things that you would have us to, to keep our eyes on you, to run our race with endurance, and, Lord, that your love would flow from us. And I do pray that uh, our churches would um, have love, because Jesus said they will know you're my disciples for your love for one another. So I just thank you for Brent. I just pray that you would just work in his life and just uh, conforming him into your image and changing him from glory to greater glory as he walks with you and learns of you and calls out to you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Can you pray for one other person? My son told me that he is now an atheist. He's not a very good one. He's not convincing, but... That's a problem. His name is Joshua. Yeah, it's so hard. As Father, we pray for Joshua. The Lord, the word has been put in his heart. Uh, Even as, um, you know, Brent says he's not convinced in what he's, you know, what he's saying. There's something there. And Lord, I just pray that you would draw uh, Joshua to you, that he would come home. He would come home to you. And that he would see that the world's lying to him and the enemy's lying to him, that there is a God. There's a God that created us and made us, and there's a God that has a wonderful plan for him, and a God that loved him so much that sent his son to die for him on Calvary's cross, and it's real. So I just pray that uh, the Holy Spirit would just draw Josh to himself, to the Lord Jesus Christ, back to the gospel, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, and I'm continuing to listen every day, all day. Grace FM, I love it. 
God bless. You bet. God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Text me a question or a prayer request as well. Let's go to Jackie in Aurora. Hi, Jackie. Jackie? Jackie, you there? Hello? I hear a little... Yes. Hi, Jackie. You're on You're on Calvary Live now. Hello. Hi. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. I just calling in because I wanted to see if I get some prayers for me tomorrow. Absolutely. How can we pray I for you? Di- About a month ago, I was diagnosed with stage 1 uterine cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to go in for surgery tomorrow for a full hysterectomy. Mm. And I'm just needing prayers, hoping that they'll get all the cancer and there will be no more. We're going to pray for you, and I know it's a scary time for you. Um, yes. I know that it's an uncertain time for you, and um, but I want you to know this, that the Lord sees you, and he loves you. He's with you, and you keep calling out to him, and we're going to be praying for you, and um, we're going to lift you up in just a moment, but I want to read to you from the Psalms, and I hope that this brings you just some comfort um, to you as uh, David was in a place where he was scared. David was in a place where he didn't know what was going to happen. Things were uncertain. He's overwhelmed. And um, he begins to call out to the Lord. And he says, Hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. And lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. And I will abide in your tabernacle forever, and I will trust in the shelter of your wings. And then at the beginning of the show, I want to read to you um, from the psalmist in Psalm 73, that he says, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon the earth that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. You know, when our hearts fail, uh, as the psalmist writes, as David wrote, that my heart is overwhelmed, we can cry out to him, and the Lord hears us. And the Lord, he He knows what you're going through. And we're just going to put all of this in his hands with thanksgiving, even as we can give our prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, our request to him. And he promises that as we do that, that the peace of God will rule in your heart. And that's what I'm going to pray as well, not only for healing, but, Jackie, for the peace of God to rule in your heart. So I want you to know this. He's with you when you go in. He's going to be with you when you recover. He's going to be with you during this process, and he loves you. And, Father, I just pray for Jackie. I just pray that she has surgery tomorrow, major surgery, having a hysterectomy. And, Lord, the cancer that's detected would be completely removed. And, Lord, that you be with the surgical team, that you be with her and her family um, as they go through this process, that, Lord, that um, there would be a great outcome, there would be healing. And, Lord, I thank you for um, our medical um, professions that are, are there to help. And, and in this surgery that's going to be done, I just pray that they would see you, though, your hand upon Jackie and your healing hand. I just pray that the cancer would be gone 
um, that um, there be no um, cancer afterwards. But I also pray for Jackie that this would be a time as, Lord, her heart is, is right now anxious, and understandably so, that, Lord, that you would bring a peace that passes understanding, that she would perceive your presence, and, Lord, that um, as her heart is overwhelmed, crying out to you right now and um, in the days ahead, that she would know that you love her and that you're with her. You're a loving Father that cares about us, and she's in your hand. And, Lord, I just pray that you give her that peace and and her joy, that joy inexpressible that you desire to give to us, whatever it is that we're going through. And, Lord, I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Jackie, we'll be praying for you. Thank you. You bet. Thank Absolutely. You. Maybe you need prayer. We'd love to pray with you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897 is the text line for you to ask a question. we got all open lines right now, plenty of time in the show, so grab one of those um open lines and and uh, love to talk with you and just converse with you and encourage you in any way that I can. As we go to the text line, there was a question that was asked that, do you believe that Methuselah really had uh, was 969 years old, Genesis chapter 5? Yes, I do believe. I believe in the Genesis account. I believe in the six days of creation. And I also believe, and, and you can get on like answers in Genesis or um, the Bible uh, you know, Science Institute, Dr. Lyle, um, just an incredible teacher, um, astrophysicist, uh, just a great ministry. They have papers on all this, and we do know that before the flood that the earth was a lot different, and um, it seems to indicate to us, and even in the fossil records, that it was a tropical climate. They found fossil uh, plants uh, of of leaves and stuff, tropical leaves in the Sierra Desert, even in the Antarctica. And so the earth was a lot different, and there was a firmament around the earth, so people lived a lot longer. And, of course, after the flood, this that firmament was, um, you know, came down uh, I- I- upon the earth, that water vapor uh, along with the rain, uh, that things were different. And so man... Uh, doesn't live as long, of course. So I believe that the Bible's true. It's recorded that those guys lived 800, 900 years old. I can't imagine living 969 years. I mean, that's almost a millennium. And that's amazing to me, but I do believe that it took place, um, that uh, that um, that he lived in that, that lifetime. Uh, as we continue, all open lines right now, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Somebody's praying for a restoration in their marriage, and uh, just really struggling and forgiveness for infidelity. And so, Lord, I just pray for this one who is desiring healing in their marriage and forgiveness. Um, and Lord, I just pray that you would uh, just minister to this couple um, that is going through a hard time. And, Lord, that you bring forgiveness and restoring and blessing in every way, Lord. And I just pray that you would bring them together. They would be able to move forward in love and with you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, we got all open lines right now. Still got plenty of time in the show. 
303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. So I'm going to go back to the text line, and somebody um, was just text, and um, I appreciate it when they're they're brief, and um, and we can read it and go over it. But please give specific Bible verses that support your pre-trib view. Thanks. I think there's a number of things. Number one is um, the reason that I hold to the pre-trib view is because of the doctrine of imminent return. We know that the second coming of Jesus Christ is going to be at the end of the tribulation period. Uh, matter of fact, in Daniel chapter 12, as we read, that Daniel's asking, when's the culmination of these things? Um, that that vision of the great tribulation period, uh, at that time, Michael the archangel will stand up and when's the culmination of things? And the, the angel answers 1,290 days and then adds another 35 days. As we look at the book of Revelation, given us that timeline of what's going to take place in the tribulation period, that seven-year period, the second coming of Jesus Christ comes at the end. So Jesus, in the Olivet Discourse, he begins to talk about that I'm going to come at a time that you least expect. So when I was looking at you know, do I hold to a post-trib, a mid-trib, a, whatever it might be, a pre-trib, that doctrine of imminent return was very, very uh, convincing to me that, as Jesus says, that I come at a time that you do not know. And Matthew's uh, gospel talks about that in the Olivet Discourse. It's repeated uh, over and over again in it, um, and you can see that. And as let me read some of it to you. That as you read that, that he says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will no means pass away. Uh, and he goes on to say that, um, that be ready, in verse 44, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. Verse 13 of chapter 25, watch therefore, for you do not know neither the day or the hour which the Son of Man is coming. Uh, we know that it's repeated um, in other places. So Jesus himself is saying, that I come at a time that you do not know. Um, and I believe that this doctrine of imminent return is really important, that the rapture of the church can take place at any moment. The second coming takes place at the end of the tribulation period. Um, the middle of the tribulation period, there's a lot of things that are going on, you know, with the abomination of desolation and the Antichrist proclaiming himself as God. So that doesn't fit into the calendar either for me. Uh, I believe that uh, when it comes to the return of the Lord, there's two different aspects. When he comes for his church and the promise given to the church of Philadelphia in chapter 3 of the book of Revelation that he promises he'll take us out of and away from the hour of trial or tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. To test those who dwell on the earth, as a term for non-believers, but there's only one time that there's going to be trial, tribulation on the whole earth, and that's during the tribulation period. So I believe the promise that Jesus gave, that he will take us not through it, but out of the hour of tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth. And and so there's other verses as well, but that's a good beginning to look as you search, and you have to answer these questions yourself and come to the conclusion yourself as you study the Scripture. So 303-690-3000 to call in number Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to uh, um, Memphis or Dion. Is it Dion? 
Miss Dion. Everybody Dion. always say Dwayne because of the way it's, it's spelled like Dwayne, D-E-U-A-N-E. But it's yeah. actually Dion. <laughs> Dion, I'm so glad yeah. that you called. You're on Calvary Live. I am. I just want I told him I'm just so just appalled at the way you're speaking. And I thank God for, you know, what you're speaking, because in order to speak the things that you speak, you got and to understand the dark thing, you got to be be a wisdom. You got to have mm-hmm. wisdom, and I thank God for it, because you've been saying some good things, and that was a beautiful prayer that you just prayed for the lady, and I touched and agreed. You well, know, the you, enemy want to have her afraid, but I touched and agreed while you was praying. It was awesome. Very good. awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Very. So what I had for you, because you're a person that understands deep, because I listen to you, and I thank God mm-hmm. for it, and I pray to God have more people that can understand the Bible such as you. But Thank the question you. that I had, you know, Revelation is such a dark, it's dark to those that don't understand, but to those of wisdom, it's easy. So what I wanted to ask about Revelation, what do you feel about Revelation? What do you, what is it to expect from us as believers? Well, the book of Revelation is the book, you know, there's, uh, unfortunately, even in evangelical churches, there's an avoiding the book of Revelation, and I don't believe that's God's intent at all, because, you know, the book of Revelation is part of the canon of Scripture. So you can look at what Paul says to Timothy, that all Scripture is given, um, it is profitable, it's given for correction, doctrine, instruction, and righteousness. Um, and so all Scripture is profitable. And any time that, you know, a church or a pastor or a teacher uh, avoids the book of Revelation, they're avoiding a part of the portion of Scripture or any other book of the Bible. Second of all, the book of Revelation is given to us. John was exiled to the island of Patmos, Dion, and it was at the end of the first century, and Domitian was the emperor, and he hated Christians, and he was killing many, many Christians. And church tradition tells us that they took John in the theater there, amphitheater in Ephesus, he thought if he could get rid of this last living apostle that this thing, Christianity, is going to die out. So tradition tells us that that they put John in a pot of boiling oil, and nothing happened. And Domitian was so, as the people were just cheering as he was put into that pot of boiling oil, that Domitian was so troubled, and um, he cried out, banish him, get rid of him, because nothing happened to John. So they banished him to the island of Patmos. And we're not talking Tahiti. We're not talking Hawaii. We're talking about a rocky, barren island. And there he receives the apocalypse of Jesus Christ. And he's told to write these things down that must shortly come to pass. And the book of Revelation gives a promise to anyone who hears these words, as John is told to write those things down, It says, Blessed is the one who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keeps those things which are written in it, for the time is near. So the book of Revelation is the only book that tells you and I that there's a special blessing for those who hear it, those who read it, and and, um, keep those things that are in it. And John, as he writes down this amazing, you know, prophecy detailing, and the outline is given to us in the book of Revelation in, in verse 19. Write the things you have seen. That's chapter 1, Jesus and the standing in the midst of seven lampstands. 
uh, write the things down which are, that is chapters 2 and 3, the church age, and then the things that will take place after this. That's the rest of the book. And as he's writing these things down, he takes that back after he's released from the island of Patmos, and he takes it to a group of people that are being heavily persecuted, that are going through tremendous trials, and he gives them this revelation of Jesus Christ that reveals Jesus that in a more clear way than, you know, he's going to come back, in other words. He's going to come back in glory. He's going to establish his kingdom. Um, and the Christians needed to know that, that God's still on the throne, that he's in control, that there is a plan and there's going to be a culmination of his kingdom that's going to be established. And we need to know the same thing today, don't we, Dion? We need to know that the Lord's on the throne and that he's coming back. And we need Jesus revealed to us in a greater way than ever before. And there's a blessing in studying this book and comfort to know that the Lord's going to come back and that we're going to be with him for all eternity and that these things are going to come to pass, not that they might come to pass or as a possibility. And this world is not where it's at. And it can you know, really stir our hearts and trouble us as we read the difficulties, but it should bring comfort to us that the Lord is the one that will establish his kingdom and take us home to be with him. And even as the song of Revelation 5, that we will rule and reign with him. So, Dion, a lot to study. Study the book of Revelation. It was meant to be studied. Hey, sorry we didn't get to converse as much as we wanted to, but that's the end of the show. I'll be back tomorrow at the same time. Love to talk to you then if you didn't get a chance to call in. So God bless you. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.